the parable of the sower. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large, such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in a parable, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seeds. As he scattered the seeds, some fell along the path, and the birds came up and ate it. Some fell on the rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up and the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seeds fell along thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seeds fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. So Jesus teaches a lot. Morning, noon, night, he's always teaching. Um, this was the same day. This was just after the uh, he had another run-in with the Pharisees that that said, "Hey, show us a sign," and, you know, and that kind of deal. So he just went through this. Um, he was teaching before. It's just the guy's busy. He's always teaching, um, and not just in the synagogue. As you see, he's out out here, uh, and he has to get into a boat because there's so many. He draws a crowd. So he continues to teach, and um, he, he gives us this parable here. Now, if we look at this, the farmer's not a really good farmer because he just throws the seeds wherever. And he says, hey, whatever's going to grow, I'm going to, you know. And uh, we have a garden, so um, I know that if you buy these seeds, you're not going to throw them in the grass because you're going to come by and mow it, and uh, it's going to be worthless. So you got to till the, till the soil, get everything ready. Uh, so in this case, he's not a, you would think he's not a very good farmer, but um, Jesus is generous with with. Uh, with this. He's, he's saying this guy just throws the seeds. Now we'll get to the meaning of this in a minute here. This year though I did something slightly different than tilling. I have this section that's 30 feet around in my backyard that I planted um, a couple different things. I planted uh, uh, some bushes that were blueberry bushes, some raspberry, I have um, watermelon in there, some tomato. I just threw a bunch of stuff in there. And, and I have um, Let's see some peppers in there, and then I just threw down a bunch of wood chips, and I figure uh, whatever makes it makes it, and whatever doesn't, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do really anything more to this thing. And each year I'll just see kind of what comes up, and it's kind of an experiment. But so the strongest stuff will continue to grow, and um, and the other stuff will die, and I'll just continue maybe throw some more things in there, but but see what happens. And uh, I think it'll be kind of a fun little experiment to have all this kind of stuff going. In, in this case, Jesus is saying I'm, I'm, he's putting, this farmer's throwing the seed everywhere and see what grows, um, where it is. So the disciples, back to the Bible here, and this is, uh, is Matthew 13. So the disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables. He replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has, uh, whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. Now, this doesn't sound fair. The people that have some are going to get more. Um, and, uh, the people that don't have any will lose theirs. 
So it doesn't seem fair, this part here. But we were we have a secret. Uh, our secret is to be shared, though. But we do have a secret that, that others don't know. Some don't know. We went to Sleeping Bear Dunes over the weekend. We had a friend uh, give us put up this whole list. She knew we were going, so she gave us this whole list of... Um, places to go, um, food places, uh, gave me uh, a list of um, like different places they go because they, they vacation up there for years and years and years. So they even had like a beach that nobody goes to, a secret beach that if you go through here and head north, you get there, no one will be there. Um, everything was good, by the way, except the pizza place. The pizza place was miserably horrible, but they didn't know how to make pizza. But that's all right. That's Everything else was good. Um, the good thing is, God's word is spot on, and um, we have the privilege of that gift. We have that, uh, while others don't. So we'll continue here with verse 13. This is why I speak in them to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. Uh, in them is, is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. People's heart have become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. I have witnessed this exactly. Um, somebody actually right now specifically that I can think of that absolutely zone out. When you start talking about God, the eyes roll back, you know, and they don't even, they're not even trying to be rude. Now, there's some people that are rude and just are like, absolutely. But some people are just, yeah, okay. Yeah. You ever hear the other person always says, yeah, back to the fairy tales and just completely zones out, wants nothing to do with it. Um, and those people move farther and farther and farther away from God. And it, it's exactly, it's exactly like this uh, parable here. Now. But, um, verse 16, but blessed are the eyes because they see. blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but did not see and to hear what you hear, but did not hear. Now that one righteous people long to see what you see. Can you think of some people that are very righteous, very religious, very church people that don't get it? You know that they don't, they, they don't get it, and you and you wonder why. And honestly, I don't, I don't have all the answers there. I don't know because some people you think they're really trying, and they just they don't get it. Um, there's something, there's something blocking. There's something. Uh, we'll get into. A, let's finish this here. So. Um, 18. We'll go back to that. Uh, verse 18. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. Whenever the Bible says listen, actually anywhere you're at, but especially the Bible, somebody says listen. The next thing, that's, the, you got ears to hear. Somebody says listen. Listen up. Listen. This is Jesus talking. Then to what the parable of the sower means. When Anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sought in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. 
The seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word, but at once receives it with joy. And we know people like this. They get it, and they're like, yeah, and they're 100%. They're, they want to go. They're, let's do this. They're ready to go. But since they have no roots, they only last a short time. And unfortunately, you see that. You go, yep, they got it, but give it a few months. This person's, they're burning. They're going to be out. And you don't want to think that, but it crosses your mind like, ah, you know. And then that's the time to say, to, to actually step in and, and try to help there because you don't want that to happen. But anyway, so um, the seed uh, quickly uh, fall away. So this is, uh, but since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. And we have that. We have new Christians that start and then all of a sudden, bad things happen. Why are bad things happening? I'm a Christian. Everything should be good. And that's the problem. That message should never be taught because you are going to have trouble. Jesus says you're going to have trouble. Disciples are going to have trouble. <clears throat> Why wouldn't we have trouble now? So, of course, there's going to be persecution. Of course, that's the, that's what he said. There's going to be trouble and persecution. So this shouldn't be, this shouldn't be, oh, well, now there's that. So now I don't want to, uh, I don't want to stick in. But that's what happens. Some of that is bad teaching um, with new people. We, we need to be careful of that. Oh, become a Christian, you won't have anything to worry about. All right, so the seed falling uh, along the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of their life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. <clears throat> now, there's money again. Uh, we need to watch out because money and possessions are the second most referenced topic in the Bible. Money is mentioned more than 800 times over and over and over again because money can come in front of God. Um, that's huge. We need to really be careful anytime. I mean, money, come on. But let's think about this. You become a Christian, you start to have persecution, you start to have trouble, or you start to have money problems, or you start to have, uh, there's worries in life and we just let things pile up. Um, I just listened to this uh, this podcast, Freakonomics, about, it was uh, about happiness in the world and um, but it was about uh, it's about happiness and, and basically one of the study that they referenced said all the way up to 16 generally we're we're happy and then we peak about 16 and then it's downhill from there till around 47 I think it was and then 40 at 47 you start to you're happy again so kind of a weird study um Kind of a weird thing to think about why is that and there's so many answers there's so many things to think about why that is um and that's not for everybody that's a generalization but we we maybe focus on being happy too much versus everything else or we focus on the assumption um if you take uh if you talk about money you talk about wealth if you're hearing this you're probably rich because uh, I think it's $8,000. If you make $8,000 a year, you're considered rich in the world standard here. You are the top. Um, Ethiopia is somewhere around less than $100 a year, okay, the average person makes. So you think about this. I mean, we're rich and we don't think about that. We, we look at um, and part, and actually with this, with another study, it wasn't that exact one, but another one was talking about money and saying how if you look at if, how much you make, um, yes, you, usually the more you make to a certain point, you are happier. You have less to worry about. It kind of opens up some freedoms. Yes. 
But if you measure that with somebody else from a different country, you may not even be as happy or considered as happy as, as they are. And, uh, and that has to do with us looking at who's next. If everybody has a million dollars, it's not fun anymore. You know, uh, it really isn't. Think about that. If everyone's a millionaire, then everything, then we're all equal. Um, it's, it's about looking at who makes more above you. Oh, they have better things. They have this. So this, this wealth and this um, deceitfulness of wealth, this, what the world tells us, you're going to be happy if you have, if you have. And we all know because you get it. And then you're still not happy. So we know about this. So money and possessions, huge thing in the Bible. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. How do you make our heart good soil? Uh, so if it falls on good soil, this is what produces a crop. When you hear the word, the only way to keep that seed growing is to send down roots with any plant. We all know that. You put in a plant, you neglect it, it's gone. You got to send those roots down. They got to they got to get down to healthy, healthy, good rooted ground so they're not so um, you got to you got to feed them and you got to make sure that it's continuing. Like, don't let it die. Do what you got to do to keep it going. Don't let the seed die. Don't let God says, don't let the evil one come. Jesus says, don't let the evil one come and snatch away what was sown in the heart. So um, don't let it die, for one. Send down those roots. Get it going. Don't let it get choked out by weeds. Um, so if we go to plants, wasabi plant. Um, and I've only had wasabi once, and it was... It, I, way more a uh, little bit goes a long way that's just it'll it'll make your head explode like it's crazy the the flavor um but it takes over a year to mature and um which means the farmer had to be patient before money starts coming in so let's just take this seed for example let's just take the wasabi seed for an example it takes over a year to mature uh, a couple things about it, and it's kind of horseradish. Um, this is, it is, I think it is a horseradish, but. Um, so a couple things here. Let's just read about the wasabi plant for a minute. It's grown unlike any other plant. It needs plenty of water, but it can't be submerged like a water lily. In general, water flows over the crops, so it's so access to the seeds. Um, one wasabi farmer said it took six years simply to get access to viable seeds. Um, luckily, God's word is not scarce, especially where we're at right now. It is not scarce, um, but people still don't take it. We have viable seeds all over the place, and there's still people that have not accepted. Uh, development. Wasabi takes just over a year to mature which means the farmer had to be patient, very patient, before things are coming in. about God's word is it can be planted and you can start today. That's, that's the wonderful thing. You don't have to sit there and go, well, I need a master's degree in theology to, to even talk to somebody about God. I need to read everything that I've ever, continue to grow. Yes, continue to study, read the Bible, continue to go through, 
um, Sunday school lessons or small group lessons. Um, get with people that, that know God. You will continue to develop. But God is very generous with his knowledge. If you're seeking it, come, seek, knock at the door. He's going to answer it. And this, that's a wonderful thing. Back to wasabi. Wasabi is, a, is especially prone to disease when planted on a large scale. Uh, I think this is interesting because when when it, when God's word is planted on a large scale, where where do we think about that? Large, large churches or things like that. I'm generalizing, but there's not there can be disease. There can be a lot of disease that goes through. Um, what I think is good is to, once the seed is planted, I think it is, is absolutely essential to get people around you, a small group around you that is, that's going to help you through this and continue. Um, if you try to do this on your own in a big group alone, it's going to be, it's, it's tough. And that is why Jesus had his close disciples. That is why the church continues to meet, um, this is why we need group. We need we need people around us. Um, we need people that we know, that we trust, that we go through this. Is God growing in you? And that's something maybe we, we need to think about. Uh, when, you're, when you confess your sins, is your faith genuine? Are you genuinely uh, seeking God? Is the soil good? Is your soil still good? Do you have the plant? Do you have the plant still growing? Are the roots going down deeper and deeper? Or do you have your plant uh, about a foot tall and that's good? You're not gonna let it grow anymore. You're not gonna let it die, but you're not gonna let it grow anymore. We, we need to make sure that we are growing this thing to its highest potential. Continue to feed it, continue to nurture it, and uh, plant others everywhere you go. Continue, continue, continue to plant.